Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Numbers. My name is Paul Jantz, where each week I'll have the pleasure of chatting to the stars of our accounting industry. From leaders of accounting firms to leaders of companies that are dealing and working with accounting firms, it's all happening here on Talking Numbers. Stay tuned as we continue to drop the big names of big people in our industry. It's Talking Numbers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Talking Numbers. My name is Paul Jantz, if you don't already know that, and it's my opportunity where I chat to some great people within our accounting industry. We look to share their story and hopefully provide a little bit of education to all of you, all of our listeners. Now, today we're taking a little bit of a different twist, and I have the pleasure of chatting to Paul Farmer. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Let's um, let's commence with... Um, Checking in on you, more importantly, it's been a very interesting start to 2020, probably a fairly disruptive start as well, a lot of different businesses, and we're probably going to get into a little bit more about what you do and how you do it and share that with our listeners. But how have you been personally, mentally, emotionally? Yeah, well, very well here. Um, today, ironically, is uh, Are You OK Day? So It, it is. It is. So today is a, a great day to ask how people are and it adds weight to the question that you ask. So, yes, really well. Very busy up here in uh, in Brisbane. Things are growing. Things are changing. I call it the, the pinata impact in terms of things have been disrupted. So it's about how people get to react to what's happened in the yeah. uh, in, in the in the market, but in life as well. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, we were just talking just offline just then, you know, about a particular situation. I think. You're spot on the money. It's the ability to to stay positive. And, you know, obviously Brisbane, totally different. I actually spoke to a good friend of mine an hour ago who's a real estate agent up on the Gold Coast and um, haven't seen any decline in anything. But yet you look at maybe things down here in Victoria. And if I talk to a real estate agent, it could be very, very different in the way that things have been managed here in Melbourne and Victoria. So it's a tough thing. Um, yeah. Mate, Maybe let's let's chat about what's what's been the biggest learning. I know this has been going on, and funnily enough, when I was chatting to only Leo an hour ago, um, we actually realised that it's been six months, almost six months to the date that we've been in lockdown. So, with you guys that have gone through it, and with the clients you've got, what's been one of the biggest learnings through this pandemic? One of the biggest things that I'm seeing through the clients that I'm dealing with, who are predominantly small to medium sized businesses. The thing that they're realizing, two things. One is they're getting clear on what it is that really matters. You know, in the in the market at the moment, there's a lot of noise and people are just getting fed up with with having to listen to the noise. They're, they're looking, looking at their businesses, but they're also looking at themselves and going, you know what, I'm, I'm dealing with some rubbish clients. Why do I bother? And they're getting to a point where they're going, my time is precious. That my business is precious, my resources are precious, my family are precious. So I want to be able to spend time where I want to spend time and I want to feel good in my business. And at the moment, I'm dealing with people or clients or processes or things that they're just not resourceful. So why do I continue to do them just for the sake of doing them? So they're getting really clear about what their business is, what they want their business to be but also what really matters to them and, you know, seeking the connection to be able to, to do more of what actually matters to them. Mm. 
very, very interesting. So, it, again, it's interesting, some... was, yeah, interesting because we had um, someone on uh, one of your uh, Friday lunch calls probably yeah. uh, probably a month ago, and it was you know having accountants talk about feelings and emotion, and and it's it's one of those things that I've realised that ultimately doing stuff that makes us feel good makes us better people, which allows us to be able to put more energy into what we're doing because we're looking for things that make us feel good, good clients, good people, good projects, you know, good structure, good efficiencies, things like that. Ultimately, we're not waiting to get that from our business. We're taking it into our business. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's what I was just about to say. I think that's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good to, to you know to our listeners from a learning point of view the the there was probably so many little messages there you know throughout my whole series now of talking numbers I've been talking about little golden nuggets so again the ability to stop and reflect and work out what do you want that to look like moving forward we're going to talk about a little bit of that as we get into this so yeah. this is this is really good so mate I know you run a company called Mentorus um, maybe can you give us a little bit of an idea of what it is yeah love to mentors group is i set up uh 2015 nearly five years ago i set up a, a business i am a qualified accountant i have a background in accounting uh, consulting strategy and leadership um and i was working in corporate up until about uh 2015 and got to a point where 20 hour days were just not what i wanted to do and i wasn't sure what i wanted to do so i thought you know what for the three months I had on my notice period when I resigned, I sat and talked to people and helped them see what they could achieve, but they couldn't see it for themselves. And I just had this three-month period of getting a buzz. It was like, that's my jam. That's what Mm. I want to do. And got to a point where it's like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. So I set up a – we do business coaching. We do leadership, um, strategy. But a lot of the work that we do – probably 90% of it is revolving around helping business owners become better people so they can then build better businesses. And so now I have this passion for, for being in a space where small to medium sized businesses, generally they don't feel like they've got someone that can have that independent conversation with outside of their business to help them create a better business, but also help them have their ties pumped up so they can do what it is that they want to do. Yep. So we, we spend in that small to medium-sized space, I spend a lot of our time helping business owners get clear on a lot of the simple stuff. And a lot of it isn't rocket science. People, after a, an hour conversation, they go, I knew all that. I just didn't realize that I actually knew that. And I can now do what it is that I want to do. It's like, yeah, you just get wrapped up in the noise that takes you away from seeing what's possible all you see are the barriers and things you put in front of you. Yeah. Look, I so couldn't, couldn't. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And, you know, there's been a lot of different discussions that I've had with people as well, especially probably during this COVID time, let's call it, where, you know, your, your comment there about better people to build better businesses, it needs to start with you. It needs to. So if you're a listener and you're a small to medium sized enterprise, um, or you're, you know, again, uh, sometimes we look at SMEs and you look at accounting firms. At the end of the day, you're an SME still. So you're a, you're, you're a business that's, that needs help to maybe stop listening to, again, a word you mentioned before, stop listening to the noise 
and to yep. start focusing on some of the positives that are going out there is really important. Um, so let's let's talk about that for a second because it, it, it it's a good little segue into nowadays with the noise out there and the call it the there's a lot of crap out into the environment. It's the best way to describe it sometimes without using other words, um, which are quite overwhelming. So what's what's the best starting point for this, you think? So there's someone out there. Let's 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 paint a bit of a picture. Um, yeah. oh, I'm trying to think of an industry and maybe, you know, we're off the cuff here. So listeners, bear with us. Um, let's say, you know, you were giving me an example before, but let's let's say... I don't know, someone in the travel industry that's been pretty, pretty hard rocked or what? cafes, um, you know, our hospitality industry has been rocked. So, you know, they've got all the pressure on them. They've got all the finance pressure on them. Um, you know, therefore that forces family pressure on them. Yep. You spoke about becoming a better person personally so you can work on your business. What's the starting point? Step, step one for me is about getting clear on where my mindset is. Am I focusing on things that are resourceful or am I focusing on the noise? So for example, and, and you know, I'll give you an example in, in terms of until we accept where we are, we can't move forward. It's like painting over a crack. The crack is still there. Yep. So recognizing the space that we're in and, and the feeling that we've got in that space and feel that feeling. It's like, if you, if you're, if you're, overwhelmed if you're anxious if you're feeling like you're not in a good space just admit that you're not in a good space which does take courage but admit you're not in a good space once you do that once you accept that you are where you are then you can go well okay am i happy being here no what can i do about it but until you actually accept that you are where you are then you'll keep you're going to keep saying that it's okay and i can keep moving forward accept that you are where you are it may be challenging, but it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm here. You know, as we were talking about earlier, something different, but in terms of, you know, two, two, another two weeks in, in lockdown, it's like, well, okay, except that we've got another two weeks in lockdown. What do we do about it moving forward? And so to be able to accept that in the travel industry, in the, uh, the retail industry, into the restaurant, cafe, et cetera, Accepting what your starting point is, getting clear on what that is to be able to then go, well, if that's where I am, if I change nothing, I'm going to be where I am. But what can I do from here to move forward to be able to create a business that I would, that I want over time? And that you need to know what your starting point is first. Yes. That, that gives you, 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 you know, you, you, you in a pool, you push off from something to start your 50, 50 meter lap. You push yep. off from something. But if you just start to go, well, I'm just going to start to swim. You don't get that starting point to say, bang, I can push off from here. I just start to swim and I get nothing going forward. Yes. So you need to create that momentum as such. That's it. So, so identify what your starting point is, then say, right, okay, what are the things that I can do? What are the one percenters? One of the two percenters that I can do now to be able to create some momentum. And once I then start creating some momentum, then I can then look at the bigger, the biggest steps that I can take. But if you're in a space where it's, it's hard work and there's a, you know, there is a lot of that at the moment, just a little, 
the little steps and the little things about where am I focusing? Am I focusing on the noise or am I focusing on things that I can control to be able to take little steps forward to be able to start to create momentum? And whether it's having a conversation with someone about referring business to you or whether you're in a space where from a, a travel agent perspective, if you're in a space to say, well, at the moment, where are people going? They're not going on overseas holidays. So are there ways that locally there are operators that, that at the moment we're not seeking out to say, well, is there an opportunity to be able to do something locally as opposed to going overseas? Yes. Is that, is that something that traditionally, if I'm a travel agent and I've only I've focused on overseas travel, that's great. But in the, it, at the moment... It's like, well, I'm feeling like I'm not moving anywhere. Well, is there a way to say adjusting where we're looking to be able to add value to people in a space where they're not able to travel yep. at the moment? Yep. And I think, the, in, 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 again, one of the key things that I always come back into is, and you mentioned again a word, is control. So only try and control what you can control. It's not we're trying to control outside influences that you can't control. Yep. So you need to admit where you are, understand that, but only control what you can control. Yeah, so, control, control and influence. Yep, good. What, you, good. what you can control and influence, then that there is where you should focus your time, effort and money. The things that you can't, that's where a lot of the frustration kicks in because you can't control it. So your effort, there's no guarantee that your effort is actually going to move the needle. Yes, in, in, in another area because you don't necessarily have control of that other area. Yep. But, but you can, can, if you can control something and if you can influence something else, then you've got an opportunity to be able to then spend your time, effort and money in influencing or controlling that thing, which gives you a, bit, a greater uh, potential for getting movement and also creating momentum. Yep. Good, good. Now, I think you, again just leveraging off a word you just mentioned before, their opportunities. Now, I suppose in any sort of um, pandemic, um, I don't know, not that you want these sort of pandemics to continue, but they also open up opportunities for people, like in any sort of, you know, if we do a simple SWOT as a business, bang, you look at your strengths, you look at your weaknesses, look at your opportunities, and you look at your threats. So the opportunities that have opened up you know, certainly from me talking to a lot of different business owners as well, have been enormous. Now, what I want to sort of come back down to is, and, and a question to ask you, so if we've got our listeners on the line that are looking at a new potential opportunity um, similar to you, exactly what you mentioned before in 2015, you opened up your business, you saw an opportunity there. Yep. As a business owner, what are the sorts of things, let, let's say you're going to go into business with someone else because some people like to do it themselves, some people like to do it with another business partner. What's a bit of a, 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 you know, call it a, a key aspect or from a planning point of view, um, what are some of the, co the, the most important things in setting up that new business that you would need to be aware of? So my number one is going to be, why am I actually going into this business? Okay, good. Be because generally what we do is we go into the business for the money. Let's be honest. Most people will go, okay, well, how much am I going to make out of this? For me, the challenge with that is the fact that the feeling of why am I going into this business, if you have a vested interest in going into it 
and it's something that's going to make you feel good, then that there, when things get challenging and the money gets tight, you still have a reason to continue doing it. Um, I had a chat with a lady this morning. She sent me uh, some, she's looking at, at going into a business and she was saying, can you have a look at the numbers and let me know? And I said, well, step number one, are you going to love being someone who's distributing flowers to florists? And she came back and she said, I don't want to sit in a car driving for, uh, for you know, all my time. I wanted to be the florist, not the one that's delivering flowers to florists. So she got clear why she was going into it and whether that was something that she was wanting to do. It was a good business and it was making good money, but was that really what she wanted to do? And the answer was no. So getting really clear on why we are going into business for me and what, it, and you know, we're on a podcast, but I, I touch my chest and go, what feeling do you get when you think about this business that you're going to go into? Yep. What, is it your jam? Is it what you want to do? Is it going to be highly successful? That to me is a bonus because it's got to be something that you're going to go, I give a, I give a shit about this business yes. Yes. and I, I care about it because that's the thing that's going to drive you, not the dollars and cents. The dollars and cents, dollars and cents are the things that are going to keep you interested in building it, which at some point someone is going to potentially look at buying it off you but if the feeling isn't there when you get, it's like a new relationship. If you don't have the, the butterflies when you go into it, then, you know, you're, you're in trouble because th there isn't that element of that's why we're doing it. Yep. Yep. Great advice. And I think, you know, just to, just to add to that, you know, if, if you don't jump out of the bed every morning wanting to continue to do that, yep. that's a part of that why that Paul, you just mentioned, well, yeah. then you've got to start thinking about, well, is it really, is, is it really for me? Because that's what, that's what gets you up in the morning and also keeps you awake at night. So, oh. you, you know, there's, there's elements there that you need to balance up, but you've got to get up in the morning. You've got to have the energy and you've got to be able to push through that if that's yeah. what you want to do. And it's a part of your why. So well, that was, that was, that was me back in when I was working in, you know, I'm going to be honest. Corporate. I was, yeah. Yeah. I was earning over 300 grand a year and I was miserably unhappy. Yeah, there you go. Because because I was working, you know, so many days. I was in an environment where I couldn't. What I was doing wasn't having wasn't having an impact, and there was no recognition. There was no. I was someone that needed feedback to go. You're doing a great job. Top, pump up your tires, whatever. Yes. I, I wasn't getting that. So yeah, for me, yeah. it was it was about well, if I'm going to start a business, I'm going to start something that, yes, I'm going to be able to make a living out of, but it's going to be something that really hits in your chest when you actually think about it and, and, and sitting down and talking to people about coaching and about doing what they possibly can't do at the moment, that I was walking away from those conversations may have been the coffee. I don't know, but I was, walking, <laughs> I was walking away and I was just, yeah, I had this, this, this tingles in my, in my fingers. I was like, wow, I've just helped change someone's life because they are now able to make a decision based on the conversation that we've just had. And that yeah, for good. me, that, that was the piece that went, wow. That, mm. So for me, if you're going to go into something, two tools of thought, if you just want to be an investor and not be part of it, different story. You still have to be interested in it, but it's pure numbers. There's no emotion yes. in it. Whereas yep. if you're starting a business and you're going to be in it and you're up to your elbows and everything, then it's got to, it's got to speak to your heart, not actually just to your logic. Yep, agree, agree. Great advice to get another golden nugget. 
let's let's switch for a minute to let's say for businesses that are running with teams. Now I know there's a lot of different thought process out here with regards to how much you share with team members, uh, how you get them on board, how much of that is a cultural fit. From your experience, how important is it to get the team on board so that whether whether it is going to pivot, I know that right now there's a lot of businesses that are pivoting in new directions because they just, again, that's a part of the strategic direction they've been forced to take. Um, how important is it to get the team on board? Oh, how hard is it to push a boulder up a hill by yourself? <laughs> Okay, good. Is, and it's even it's even harder when you've got fifteen people standing around watching you, going, um, "Yeah, good one, Jack. Uh, good luck with that." Yeah, if you'd have given me given me some reason why it would be good for us to get that boulder to the top of the hill, and we all get recognised for helping out and getting it to the top of the hill, we would have pitched in. But you didn't actually give us any reason to motivate us to want to help you get that up to the top of the hill. So off you go. Good luck. We'll just sit around and watch you. So okay. for me, okay. it's, yep. it's that mental picture. That's always stuck with me because you can be a leader who tries to do it all yourself, or you can be a leader that gives people reasons for wanting to help or even to say, Oi, boss, get out of the way. We want to get on with this. Give us the tools to be able to do it. And we'll get that boulder to the top of the hill. But when we get there, a, on the way, give us some recognition to say we're doing a great job, we're on track, you steer the ship, we'll get it to the top, and when we get there, let's all have a bang-up party to say bang. We're yep. on, we've done what we need to do. Yep. So, so what's, for me, for so, me that's, that, that wraps up in a visual, because I'm visual, that for yes. me wrap, wraps up the element of, of leadership and business and getting to know what drives the people in your teams and then you can recognise them in, a, in yeah. an appropriate way. 100% agree totally, and I love the analogy. So for those people that are wanting to start this, um, they may not have, you know, they're, 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 there's always elements of fear in probably everything we do, but, yeah. and that's probably what stops most people from doing things, the element of fear, the, the bit of the brain that kicks in and says, hang on a minute, don't do it. So <laughs> what's your... That what's your bastard. thought? Yeah, shut exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on how do you go about doing that? So, for 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 you know people listening that are saying, yeah, look, I want to do that. I want to get people to help me push that boulder up. I don't want to have people just sitting there watching me because it is freaking hard work. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What what are what are teams made up of? They're made up of humans. We tend to sometimes forget the fact that. The people that are working for us are also human, as we are. We think that we would like to be treated as a human, but we're all treated. We're all different. So, for me, step one is is getting to know the people that you have that are helping you with this. Get to know what motivates them. Get get to know what works. Get to know what doesn't work. What is what is it? that they want to achieve are they a, a quick example there's a i was doing some, uh, a financial projection session for a for a uh, for a, a painter in new zealand a couple of weeks ago and uh and i said look if you want to get extra margin in your business why don't you say that it'll i've quoted 10 but i tell the team seven and uh and if you if they hit seven hours then they get an incentive 
And I said, so what sort of incentive would it be? He said, oh, he said, my boys, they like, they like a crate of beer. And I said, well, I said, if you make the extra margin, you give them an opportunity to hit a target, they will then get a crate of beer. He said, oh, they'll go nuts. They'll love it. So what he did was he took the time to work out what would motivate them to hit a target and it would be a crate of beer. He got the extra three hours of margin in his business. It cost him a crate of beer every time they did a project that, uh, that came in in seven hours as opposed to 10. The business wins, he wins, his boys win because he took the time to understand what they liked, what motivated them and made their recognition and reward relevant to their situation. Yep. So yep. when you've got 150 people in a, in, a, in a business, it's probably a little more challenging. But at the same time, it, there is nothing stopping you understanding, and whether it's you, whether it's, whether it's your senior leaders, understanding the people in the business and what motivates them. Because if you're asking people to do things, then if you understand what motivates them, you can make the way that you interact with them relevant which makes it more powerful because then they're probably more, going to be more prepared to do what it is that you're, that you're asking them to do. Brilliant. Now, in an understanding sense, again, for our listeners listening to this, we'll still be going, yeah, that all sounds great, Paul, but how do I do, how it? Do, I do that? Yeah. But what's my starting point? Is there a piece of software? Is it a, do I, do I, do I set up some sort of a planning day? You know, do I have a team motivation session? Do I, and then, because there's so many do I do eyes, they end up freaking doing nothing. True. So, what, so de- depending on the size of your business, yep. Because some businesses can have an, an away day. They can have an away day, um, yep. which then gives you an opportunity to say, well, we wouldn't get all 150 people in in a room at the one time. So there is an element of I've seen organisations where whereby they 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 have a leadership away day. The senior leaders get to know the senior leaders. And then what happens is then each of the teams under those senior leaders, they will have a similar, whether it's a half day or they will have an opportunity to be able to get to know the people in their teams. Yep. And, and then they'll get to know the people in their teams, which means that over over the course of, you know, it might be a, a couple of months, then you've got an organisation has the ability to be able to get an understanding at certain levels, what actually motivates each of their people. Yeah, so empower the people underneath you to you actually do that. That's right. So it doesn't have to be the, the owner of the business or the, the, the senior level of business understanding everyone. It gives you an opportunity to be able to then go, well, okay, well, if we, if we do that with our level, then the people at the next level can then collectively have an understanding of what motivates the people under them then they can have an understanding of what motivates the people under them. And then from the empowerment perspective, we then have the ability to then be able to tie into the people that we are able to influence to be able to then look at ways to be able to encourage them based on what will actually motivate them. Yeah, good, good, really good. And yeah. I know, you know, I've done a lot of work in this space as well. And look, I also know there's some really good software out there as well. You know, nowadays... Yeah. A lot of us are dealing with, uh, if we haven't got our phone, we don't have our life nowadays. So yeah. um, with a lot of, you know, there's some really good apps that are built out there to even to just gather information 
gotcha. so that it's not a it's not a capacity thing to sit down and actually ask ten questions of team members, but it can be electronic. Um, yep. You know, there's some good. You know, I've I've been a part of. I've got a good mate of mine that launched um, a startup called Ever Perform. So yep. if you want to check out theirs, they do some great things. Um, they work with a lot of different SMEs. They work with large corporates like ANZs down to a team of seven in an accounting firm. So there's yep. a lot of different things out there that you can use to start that process. And then I agree with exactly what Paul said then, just to to leverage that and take people out of the office. And I agree. I, I, I love the ability to take people out of the office into a different environment because when you do that, they're in a different mind space. And that's yeah. an important factor as well. You know, I can hear where you are now. I can hear the birds. I can hear that, you know, you're around birds, you're around nature. It, it, it causes a different mindset when you do do that. And that's what you yeah. want. Yeah. You, it's you a creative mind space. Giving people the opportunity to step out of the, their day-to-day to be in a space where they can think laterally. Correct. Correct. That's where the gold comes from. Yep, agree. And if you can't do that as a business owner, or maybe you've got bigger problems there that maybe we need to have a bigger one-on-one chat about because you've got to be able to see the light and continue to do that because that's going to only encourage team members to play their role in the team. You know, Collins and Porus talk a lot about getting the team on the right bus. Well, get the team in the right seats in the bus to move in the right direction. And and it's, it's just, again, it's been proven time and time again. So try and do that as much as you can if you're listening to this. Yeah, that's um, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Because that's what, the, even think about it from the, the team member's perspective. If you've got someone that's above you in the organisation that's taking time to find out about you and what drives you and what, what you like to do. And, you know, it can be as simple as having a conversation about the footy on the weekend or things about what's going on in people's people's uh, lives. And it's like, oh, so you're interested in, in football. Oh, okay, well... Tell me about that. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. Now, Paul, just in terms of, mate, just a bit of advice to our listeners. Um, I think you've shared a lot of little different golden nuggets that I'm sure everyone can take away with it, which has been awesome. Mate, if there's one thing you had to leave our listeners with, um, good or bad advice, what would that be? Good advice is look for the feeling in everything we do. The feeling and emotion is what really drives us. It's not the thing, it's the feeling. Pretty strange coming from an accountant, but that's uh, the last month has been wrapped up in, in helping people get clear on what that is. Clarity on what a certain activity means, get clear on it, the feeling you'll get once you have it, and then you've got something that's going to drive you to actually make it happen. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, mate. Thank you very much. I know it's been, a, again, um, to everyone listening, it's been a wonderful 20-odd minutes or so that, that you can take away. You can rewind back. You can continue to review it. It's been fantastic. So, Paul, thanks very much for joining us today. To everyone listening, um, you know, again, I've got the easy part. I've got the, I have the pleasure of chatting to people doing great things within our industry. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast again and look out for the next one. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Talking Numbers. It's something that I've certainly loved and enjoyed doing, just chatting and peeling back the little bits of the individuals as well as the companies that continue to add value. We hope you enjoyed that episode and look out for our next episode coming to you soon. Mm -hmm.